0: As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group and Merry
1: Christmas. And tonight, me and Denise and Maxime and Joel have something to say to you. Denise? We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas.
0: And a Happy New here. Merry Christmas, home group. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry
1: Christmas. Jesus was born, not today, 2,000 years ago, but he was born doesn't really matter what day. The fact is, we're just celebrating the moment when God became flesh. Amen. And And today we're wrapping up our home groups on the subject of Christmas, the rest of the story, and it's the last day that we're offering you the free download. So if you've not already gotten it, please go to our website to get it. It's 124 pages of notes about Christmas. If you feel like you've heard some things about Christmas that you've never heard before, it's all right here in the study notes, and this is our gift to you. I really worked hard to prepare this for you, so please go get it. I want you to have it. Just go to Renner.org and remember that you can also order the series that goes with it. You say, Well, Christmas is already over, then order it for next year because this is something you need to hear and hear and hear and hear. There is no story in the world more wonderful than the Christmas story. And I call this Christmas the rest of the story. We tell all the details that are not included in the Gospels, but are historically authenticated. It just makes the whole story just become full color, doesn't it, Denise?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: And it's almost the new year, so I want to encourage you, if you don't have a daily devotional for the new year, order Sparkling Gems from the Greek, number one. Or art order sparkling gems from the Greek, number two, these daily devotionals are something else. Now, I know that when you look at these, they seem a little intimidating because they're so big. But really, it's, it's not hard to do. You just read a few pages a day. It just takes a matter of minutes. And by the end of the year, you will have gone through all 365 of them. And I guarantee you, you will grow as a Christian. Maybe that is your commitment for the new year that you want to grow as a Christian. If you read this every day for 365 days, I guarantee you, you will make spiritual progress in your life. Amen? Amen? Amen. And hey, if you need prayer, today's a good day to reach out. We would love to hear from you. Just call us 1-800-742-5593 or write us at prayer at uh, prayer renner.org. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to pray with you. Today, we're going to talk about what we have to do to prepare for Jesus' next coming. Because He's coming again. Mm -hmm. He's coming again. In fact, there's a Christmas song everybody sings, Joy to the World. Let's sing it. Joy Joy to to the the world, world. the the Lord is come. come. Let Let earth receive her King. King. Everybody sings that for a Christmas song. Do you know that is not a Christmas song? That is a second coming song. That was written to celebrate Jesus' next coming. Let the world receive her king. Everybody sings it for Christmas, but my friends, a moment's coming in the future when Jesus is going to come. And he's going to come as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And God wants to give us a sense of when that event is going to take place. Amen? Amen. And when we come to the New Testament, we find that there were two people in Jerusalem who had a sense that the Messiah was going to come the first time. And when you look at them and how they operated, it gives you the sense of what we need to have in order for us to be aware when Jesus is going to come for the church. Their names were Simeon, And Anna. Are you guys ready? Ready. Ready. Now we know that the Magi had a sense that it was time for the great world leader to be born. But in addition to the Magi, there were these two individuals, Simeon and Anna, and they were waiting for the coming of the Lord. And today we're going to look at them to see what we need to do to prepare for the Lord's next coming. But let's talk just for a moment about this Simeon. Simeon. Who was Simeon? Well, some well versed in ancient Jewish writings, listen to this, have noted that there really was a man at that time by the name of Simeon who was of great notoriety in Jerusalem. He was the son of Hillel. That's amazing because Hillel was the founder of a major theological group and the first to ever be given the title of Rabban, which is the highest title ever given to anyone for their theological astuteness. This was just amazing. So this Simeon was not a low-level man. This was the son of Hillel. And in fact, Simeon, that history tells us about, eventually... Succeeded, succeeded his father, Halil and became the leader of the Halil Theological Group. He was honored above all others, we're talking about Simeon, as the greatest scholar and theologian of his time, especially becoming a leader in the Jewish Sanhedrin, and the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem generally believed that Simeon, this Simeon, the son of Hillel, was endued with the spirit of prophecy. He was endued with the spirit of prophecy and was anointed to discern the signs of the times. And according to scriptures, Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and that refers to the coming of the Messiah. And the reason they were waiting for the consolation of Israel is because Israel had been under Roman occupation and had been severely oppressed by the Romans. And they were waiting for the coming of the Messiah and believed that his coming would be a consolation. It would bring comfort to the Jewish people. And Simeon believed he would see the Messiah before he died. Now, some people think that Simeon was old. He was not. You'll see why they think that. But it's another example of why you need to read a little bit deeper. But let's go on. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. It's the same Simeon that I've been telling you about. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. So this is not just a figure that nobody knows anything about. This was a very notable, respected individual in the city of Jerusalem, whom people believe was endued with the spirit of prophecy and was able to discern the sign of the times. And in fact, he was so significant, the Bible says, Behold, the Greek word edu, and here Luke interjects his own feeling about this, and behold, wow, it is amazing, even Simeon got involved. This very powerful, noted theologian endued with the spirit of prophecy. And behold, wow. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same, everybody knew him, and the same was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Again, when the Bible says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, he believed that when the Messiah came, it would bring comfort to Israel because it would bring the liberation of Israel from Roman oppression. But look at what it says. It says the Holy Ghost was upon him. And this refers to the anointing of the Spirit and the gift of prophecy that was upon his life. The word upon is the Greek word epi, which means upon. And again, the Jewish leaders believed that Simeon operated under a spirit of prophecy, and that's why they held him in such high, high regard. And Luke 2, verse 26, it goes on to say, And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. You know, Maxime and I study Greek together. And I said to Maxime just before we began home group tonight that normally... You would think this word revealed is the Greek word apokalypsis. It is not the word apokalypsis. Amazed. I mean, it's amazing. Anybody who studies Greek would assume that it would be the word apokalypsis, but instead it's a Greek word krematidzo. It is a business term describing a business transaction between two people. Now listen to what this means. Now remember, Simeon had a spirit of prophecy upon him. This shows the interaction between God and Simeon. His relationship with the Holy Spirit was so close that they conducted a great deal of business together. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Absolutely. To do business with the Holy Ghost, constantly transactions between the two of them as they're sharing with each other. And the word revealed can also mean to be forewarned or to be divinely Uh, aware of something. It was the word used to describe an individual who serves as a mouthpiece of divine revelation. Oh, that's what I want to be. I want to be a mouthpiece of divine revelation for people. Denise?
0: Well, Rick, now the Holy Ghost was upon him.
1: Was upon him. Not in him. No, he was not even born again. Not with he, him. Not, well, with him, but not in him. But on him. And he had this business transaction with the Holy Ghost. I think it's so beautiful.
0: Well, and if he, the Holy Ghost is not in him, but he has this business transaction with the Holy Ghost being on him. What kind of business transaction can we have with the Holy Uh, Ghost? uh,
1: That's exactly the point.
0: Who lives in us.
1: Amen. But as Simeon communicated with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit communicated with him regularly. I just think that is so beautiful. I love that. And while he and the Holy Spirit were conducting business. love it. Isn't that just amazing what insight... That brings to that scripture, the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he would see the Messiah before he died. And the revelation of this became so strong that Simeon became God's mouthpiece and he began sharing his God-given conviction with others. And everyone in Jerusalem generally knew that Simeon believed he would not leave the world until he saw the Messiah. Wow. He spoke it with Confidence. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. And the scripture says it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost. Even the word by is important because it is the Greek word hupo. And the word hupo means under the direction, under the guidance, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And it tells us, because it is the word hupo, which means to be under, that Simeon was in submission to the Holy Spirit. It really defines the relationship. The Holy Spirit was the leader. Hupo Simeon was under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was revealing things to him. And, you know, when you get under the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to be your leader, he'll begin to speak to you, and he'll reveal all kinds of things to you as well. But verse 27 says, And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And guess what? The word by here is a totally different Greek word. It is the Greek word en, spelled en. It means in the control. Of the Holy Spirit, and what is totally amazing to me, like Denise said, the Holy Spirit was not in Simeon, but Simeon was nearly acting like a believer who had the Holy Spirit in him. The Spirit was on him, but he came in the control of the Holy Spirit. he was walking in the Spirit as much as any Old Testament saint could possibly walk in the Spirit. He was walking in the control of the Holy Spirit Huo he was under the Holy Spirit, in submission to the Holy Spirit. He was conducting business with the Holy Spirit. Wow, this is just amazing to me. And he he was telling everybody what the Holy Spirit had told him, that he was going to
0: see the Messiah before he departed this world. Joel? You know, we've always said that the Holy Spirit is our guide. And this is a perfect example. Oh, it is. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. Isn't that amazing? The Holy Spirit's our guide. Then look
1: at verses 27 to 29. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law. Then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. And when people read that, they mistakenly believe that Simon Simeon must have been old. That's what I always thought. Of course. Yeah. Because it says, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. But there is nothing in Scripture... And there's nothing in history to confirm that he was old. He was simply saying, you know what, if I died today, it'd be all right. Hey, God promised I would see the Messiah. I have seen the Messiah. If I died today, it'd be all right. It does not mean he was old. In fact, Simeon was not old. He remained a leader for a long, long time in Jerusalem. Mm. And then in verses 30 to 33, Simeon prayed, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation Thou hast prepared before the face of all people a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother did what? Marveled. You know why they marveled? Because it was Simeon. Everybody knew this man. This was the great theologian that was endued with the spirit of prophecy. They were stunned. And the word marveled, the Greek word thalmazo, which means to be at a state of wonder, or to be at a loss of words, to be shocked, to be amazed, to be bewildered. Mary and Joseph literally lost their speech when they saw such words coming out of such a notable theologian in the city of Jerusalem. Again, he was a noble, highly respected theologian in Jerusalem. He was a prophetic, spirit-led theologian, prophesying and speaking a blessing over their little boy. But wait, somebody else came. Luke 2.36 says, And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. The first thing Luke tells us about this Anna is that she was a prophetess, which means she also had a spirit of prophecy. So we're talking about two prophetic individuals and the bible also speaks of her great age and particularly it says that she uh, had been a widow about 4 score and 4 years well a score is 20 so 4 score and 4 years is 84 and here we find that she could have been 84, or some believe she might have been a widow of 84 years. But either way, she's a very, very old woman, and few people live that old in those days. But Luke 2, 37 goes on to say, She departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And notice the Bible says, she departed not. The Greek word here really could be translated, she didn't take a step away from. She literally lived. On the premises of the temple grounds. She had a living quarter somewhere near the temple, and she prayed night and day, which means she lived a life of prayer and intercession. And as a prophetess, she also instructed others what she was hearing from the Lord, especially concerning the coming of the Messiah. And like Simeon, Anna also believed the Messiah would come, and when he came, he would bring redemption for Israel. But notice it says that she was constantly in prayer and fasting. The word prayer here is the Greek word diesis. The word diasis means to make a specific request. She was praying according to the promises of God's word. And the Bible goes on to say, and she, this is verse 38, she was coming in that instant and gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. When the Bible says, And she coming in that instant, the word instance, the word order, means she came in in that very hour, truly the word for an hour. And when she saw Jesus, she began blessing God. She began speaking of Him or prophesying about Him. It is amazing. And she also was moving in a spirit of prophecy. Someone who was really in tune, someone who never departed from the temple, constantly in prayers, night and day, living a life of intercession, like Simeon, she was carrying on a business transaction with God all the time. And, of course, this made her very spiritually sensitive. And when she opened her mouth, the power of the Holy Spirit began to speak through her. And both she and Simeon said, this is the one. Now, Simeon was not old. Anna was very old. But what does this have to do with the next coming of Jesus, Denise? Denise?
0: What we should be doing in looking for Him. And
1: what should we be doing?
0: Praying, fasting, looking, praying, doing what we're supposed to do in our gifting.
1: We need to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit in submission to Him. We need to be walking in the control of the Holy Spirit.
0: Having business transactions with business the
1: Holy Spirit. Carrying on business transactions with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit was revealing Jesus' first coming, He's going to reveal Jesus' second coming. He's just looking for people that will do business transactions with him, enter into communication with him, so he can reveal. But I cannot stress enough how important it was in the case of Simeon that Hoopo, he was under the authority of the Holy Spirit. God today is wanting to reveal a lot of things to the church. He's wanting to reveal things to you. But God cannot reveal those things to you or to the church until we find ourselves under the Holy Spirit. And we open our ears and say, we're willing to do business with you. Tell us what we need to change. Tell us what we need to do. And if we'll enter into that place with God, God will begin to reveal everything we need to know as we get ready for the next coming of Jesus. And Jesus is coming again. And by the way, Simeon, had a spirit of prophecy. Anna had a spirit of prophecy. There is no indication that anybody else in Jerusalem did. It seems these two were very unique. Maybe you're hearing something that others don't hear. That's all right. That's all right. God has always worked with a remnant. God is looking for a remnant today who will open their ears and who will do business with him so that he can speak to them and get them ready for the coming
0: of Jesus, Joel. Well, I know that our times almost up, and I want to pray for oh, let's our pray. wonderful home group. Father God, I thank you for our home group. I thank you we get to study your Word together. Thank you for opening our eyes and letting us hear these amazing, amazing things. And Jesus, we are looking for you. We want you to come back. Yes. Jesus, thank you for our salvation. Mm-hmm. Father God, I ask you that if there's any unsaved family members... In our families, I ask you to reveal yourself to them. In the name of Jesus Christ, do a work in their lives. Mm -hmm. And Father God, I ask you to direct us. Holy Spirit, lead us. You're our guide.
1: Mm. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Hasn't this been good, guys? Wonderful. When we come back on Monday to Home Group, we're going to talk about what we need to do to get ready for the new year. How do you end this year? And start the new year right. It's going to be really good. But remember, if you need prayer, write to us, prayer at renner.org or call us 1-800-742-5593. And we again want to say, We We wish wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas.
0: And a Happy New Year. Year. Merry Christmas. Go to bed. Bye-bye. If that teaching helped you, would you please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.